0: After Christmas, we'd had a really, I think everyone has a busy Christmas, right? And then I was like, God, I just want to take some time and just, what are you saying? And then it was kind of like, bang. And it just kept showing me things and speaking to me about really great things for the year. So I wanted to share those with you. And as I was sharing them with Tim, we both went, this is not going to fit into one week. In fact, it would probably be about four weeks and I'm going to squeeze it into two. Okay, so I'm going to do my best to do that because actually everything you could unpack for a whole week at a time. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's actually really exciting to be able to unpack things for another year. And who said to me last night, I think you said to me last night, we're actually almost a 12th through the year. That's a little bit sad and scary, but it's good because we actually then have 11 twelfths of the year left. right? So let's be glass half full. And that's all good. Okay, so I'm going to read, firstly from um, 2 Corinthians chapter three, verse seven. So if you have your Bibles, open it up at 2 Corinthians chapter three. And verse 7. I'm going to read about the glory of the Lord. And before I start that, for those who even might go, What actually is the glory of God? The glory of God is simply this it's the manifestation of the character and the nature of God. So all His love, it's the manifestation of that. All His goodness, it's the manifestation of that. All His kindness, it's the manifestation of that. And so if you would just take one part of His manifestation in just one moment, we are overwhelmed just by that. So the glory of the Lord is like the combination of the manifestation of the character and the nature of God, which is why when people say the glory of the Lord overcame them, it's because it's and really powerful and um, it's supposed to be that way so let me read verse 7 now if the ministry that brought death which was engraved in letters on stone came with glory so that the israelites could not look steadily at the face of moses because of its glory fading though it was will not the ministry of the spirit be even more glorious If the ministry that condemns men is glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. And if what was fading away came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses who would put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from gazing at it while the radiance was fading away. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the Old Covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ it is taken away. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. One of my favorite verses. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into His likeness with an ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is Spirit. I also love the verse and it talks about we're going from glory to glory. Love that. So firstly, what I want to say is that passage there is primarily talking about the law. So that was the old covenant and the glory of the old covenant compared to the glory of the new covenant, which we have in Christ because Jesus has already died. He has already risen and we now have a new glory and the veil was taken away and, you know, the temple veil was torn in two. It didn't get sewn back up again. So... That's what those verses are talking about, that we are living in an unveiled glory. And I really felt as I was reading that, I felt like God said that it is going to be a year of unveiled glory for us. Now, I'm not saying that because... I'm not saying any other year isn't unveiled glory, but what I felt like he is saying is that the truth of the unveiled glory that we already have in Christ is going to manifest with us this year, which is exciting. If you want to read more about that, because it just has piqued your interest, read Romans 8. It unpacks things really well. But the glory of the Lord is a really big deal. And um, if you look at... Colossians 1.27 it talks about Christ is in you the hope of glory. What is the hope of the glory of Christ in you? It's your hope of glory. It's actually everyone else's hope of glory as well because then we also see in Habakkuk that it says the glory of the Lord that sorry the earth will be filled with the knowledge so the experience of the glory of the Lord as the waters follow the sea uh, fill the sea. So basically The glory of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory, as he manifests more and more, the earth is going to be filled with the knowledge slash experience of the glory of God. And then Romans 8, 19 even says that creation is groaning for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed which is talking about the glory of Christ in us being fully formed, that even creation would respond. So the glory of God is a really big deal. Is that, we all got that? Excellent, we're doing well. Okay, so I want to suggest, I was thinking about what this means for us to live in unveiled glory. And I want to suggest not to take the Old Covenant back or say that the veil is back. But I want to talk about for a moment that there are things in our lives that can still be like a veil on the glory of God for us. And I want to declare that this is going to be a year where God wants to lift the veil of those things as well. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the broken things in our lives. We all have that. The broken things in our life that actually hold us back from experiencing the fullness of Christ in you, the hope of glory. So I want to suggest that something that is still like a veil to us is learning to live with the stuff that holds us back. Because actually the broken things in our life, Jesus has already paid for it, but learning to live with it is taking back the payment that's already been made for that. So when we say we're going to experience a year of unveiled glory, then what it's going to be, the veil is coming off because God wants to heal the broken things in our life. So nothing is veiling us from experiencing the fullness of what He's already paid for and what He wants to manifest in your life so that the glory of the Lord can cover the earth. So I want to declare over us this is a year of unveiled glory. yeah I did one I've done one point I'm going to say that learning to live with thing again because Tim would like me to the things that are like a veil to us still are the thing are the broken things in our life that we have we're either aware of or sometimes we're not even aware of it but generally we are aware of stuff and we all, we sometimes we just simply don't know what to do with it And so we learn to live with it. But Jesus has already paid for it. So learning to live with it is a veil glory compared to what he has already paid for. And we want the veil fully gone. Imagine, and this really links into what we were talking about last year when we were talking about coming fully alive. Christ in you, the hope of glory, is actually you coming fully alive. It's not us being something that we we were never really knew that we were. It's you just being fully you that God made you to be, coming fully alive so that you can release the presence of God that he has put in you to release, to be like a weapon of blessing around. Because we're all supposed to be weapons of blessing and we're we're supposed to like walk around. I mean, I have another job apart from doing the amazing job of looking after I-61 and you know, when I walk into work, I feel like I'm like a prophetic canon and I just walk in and go, right, who are we going to get today? Because I know that God always has something good to say and I want to manifest His goodness through my life, through my words, through my actions, so that people can be blessed by the glory of God because Christ is in me, the hope of glory. Okay, the year of unveiled glory. It is going to be a good one. If we start to do that watch out, it's going to be powerful. Okay, the next one is the word squeeze. Everybody just say squeeze. Squeeze. It's quite an uncomfortable word actually, isn't it? Like even to say it, it doesn't necessarily sound like a great word. But God has kept saying to me the word squeeze. So I'm like, okay, God, what does this mean? And I I know that this year, really practically speaking, we're going to break into some new things. So first of all, we just even going into a new location, for those who haven't already heard, we're going to be meeting at Rouse Hill Town Centre when we leave here and we'll be able to tell you more about that later. So that's exciting but you know what, it's not comfortable, we actually have to work out what we're going to do, how we're going to pack, how we're going to set up there, it's not necessarily, change is not necessarily always easy, sometimes it is, but generally it's not and a lot of people just don't like change and there's nothing wrong with that, like we just got to be real about it and go, yeah I don't really love change. That's the way it is but changes are coming and we are going to be changing and this is just the part of living in a family. Like families change as they grow up. As kids get older, you change the way that you do family and that's going to be happening for us. But I I saw us, this is kind of a weird picture but just don't go too far with it. Just take it for what it is. (laughs) I just saw us being squeezed through a really narrow place. And it was really uncomfortable. And I saw that if we just hung in there through the squeeze, we would be... <laughs> yes, let's all laugh, but it's good. Because then as we, we hung in there through the squeeze, we actually entered a whole new open space. And it was worth it. It was worth hanging in through the squeeze so that we could be in the new open place. Because had we not have gone through that little part, then we would not be into the new things that God is going to unravel for us. I want to read um, two things that connect to this. There's a word which I'm only going to read parts of. It's actually by a guy called Bill Yount. And you can look it up. Um, The prophetic is, you know, sometimes we take the meat and we spit out the bones. I don't actually hate anything that he said. I'm just not going to read all of it because I connected to some parts more than I connected to others. Um, But it was really interesting because I read this word and actually felt really uncomfortable even reading it. Um, But what it was basically saying was, I sense 2018 is going to be a year of everything at once. And he was saying um, that... at some times it might feel like all of hell and all of heaven is breaking loose at the same time. But rather than us being overwhelmed and overcome because we have heaven on our side, we don't get to go, oh, everything's happening all at once, everything's happening all at once. What we can do is we can say, the Lord is doing something all at once. The Lord is doing something right now. And we can look at what He's doing in it and we can actually bring heaven into our experience because we're going to experience done by our glory. But what he said was, A challenging year is ahead. It will seem like everything is happening at once. People will be saying it's always something, it's always something in a negative tone. But on the other hand, if we stay focused on the Lord, we'll be saying he's always doing something, he's always doing something good in spite of the situation. And then I love this. The mindset we need to have for this new year is we do bears, we do lions, we do giants. That's what we do. And, you know, we could do 10 messages now on David, becoming King David and how he went from a shepherd boy and he learnt to, you know, overcome the giants in the private so that he could then take, yep, that's a whole nother message and I will stay on track. But basically there's a sense where a lot of things might feel like they're happening but it's not necessarily a, a bad thing, it's just a bit of a squeeze and a squeeze is okay because if God is in it and God is with us, then what am I doing? I'm looking for this. Then um, all of his goodness is going to come through. He will never let us down. He will never let us down. Yeah. This other um, word I love, and it's from one of the prophets in our own house, from Megan Edward. And she actually uh, had this last year, She, about the middle of last year, she saw this picture and then she was reminded of that again in January and it's simply this, I saw God pick up our church like it was made of clay, he squashed it into a ball, there's the squeeze, he then remoulded it with love and care into something completely different and new we became a new vessel in which his golden glory was being continually poured in and then poured out all over sydney and over this nation and over and over that's a good word isn't that so if that's what remolding looks like i want remolding yeah I feel like God is calling us up individually, like there's a lot of stuff happening for people individually where people are feeling that squeeze and God is calling us up individually but he's also calling us up corporately and I want to list a few things that I feel like he's calling us up to. Um, Firstly, I feel like he's really calling us up to the real heart journey. So we've talked about the heart journey and we've been doing the heart journey. But I feel like he's calling us into a new level of that, where it actually does feel uncomfortable when we do that at the beginning, but if we hang in there, the end result is glorious and is amazing and really brings a lot more unveiled glory in our life. I feel like he's calling us up to be really intentional with what we do and why we do it. And we'll talk more about that as we go on. I feel like he's calling us up to actually take our worship and our intercession to a whole new level. Because if we want to pray for revival, revival has not fully happened in Australia yet. There's definitely been outbreaks of the Spirit. There's definitely been some great moves of God. But we have not seen full-scale revival yet. And I believe that that is God's heart for our nation. So he is calling us up in our worship and in our, and our intercession, to step up to his invitation to say, partner with me. This is my heart. This is what I want to do. But I choose to partner with you to do it. I feel like he's calling us up to love each other really well and really look at our core values. You know, We, we have our core values listed on the wall somewhere there and we've talked about them at times. But if core values are core and their values then they're really important so actually living out our core values is really important and we might spend some time on that during the year as well but loving each other well in the middle of our heart journey is super important I feel like he's calling us up individually to face the things in our lives that we've been learning to live with because he really wants the best for us and he really wants our healing and he really wants our deliverance. And that's why I'm doing that Sozo thing. Um, sorry, I'm holding that up because that was me holding up the iPad last week. Something like that? Yeah, so um, we're going to be going through a book called Sozo. And the word Sozo in the Bible... It's sometimes used when people get saved. It's sometimes used when people got physically healed. And then it was sometimes used when people got delivered of demons. So the word sozo actually contains a lot. And so we're going to be looking into sozo ministry more. So part of the reason I'm doing that is because we all need that. We all need to upskill ourselves in our own heart journey. But also some of us have a real heart to pray for others and to see people really set free in their heart journey. So that's going to be like a multi-purposed thing of what we're doing and that's going to be great. Yeah. The fact is these things are going to feel like a squeeze. Say squeeze. Squeeze. Yeah. They're going to require encouragement but it's going to require courage but this is where we can not only push forward into a new space but this is where we get to do community really well and encourage each other really well. And as I was thinking about the squeeze, these verses came to my mind, and they're actually just a bit further down from the passage that I just read before. And um, so if you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I'm going to jump to just a few separate verses rather than read a big long passage, because um, I just felt like it sort of hit the nail on the head in those verses. Chapter 4 verse 1, therefore since since through God's mercy we have this ministry, as in the ministry of the Spirit, the unveiled glory, we do not lose heart, verse 1, and then go to verse 7 to 10, but we have this treasure in jars of clay, look to the person next to you and say, you are a beautiful jar of clay, because you are to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. And these were the verses that really came to mind. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed. For we who are alive are always being given over to death And then I'm going to go to, sorry, that was a bad place to end. And then we'll go to verse 16, which is, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and our momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them. So we fix our eyes on what not it not what is seen but what is unseen for what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal you know as i read the bible it's like there's glory and there's heaven and there's deliverance and there's healing and there's amazing miracles and power and god moving mountains and parting the sea And then I see Apostle Paul, who was in the middle of seeing churches birthed, and the the early church just exploding and growing, and people were getting healed, and people were getting saved everywhere. And in the middle of it, he says, but we are hard pressed on every side, we are crushed, but we are not in despair. So what I'm saying is, The word squeeze is not bad, it just is. And there are things that happen that just mean at times it feels like a squeeze and at times we feel like we're in a big open place. And that's just part of our journey of living out life on earth. And really the normal Christian life is living in the fullness of unveiled glory, is experiencing things that might feel hard pressed on every side and yet our anchors are so deep that we actually walk through it stronger and more encouraged and more powerful and more releasing the glory of God than we ever could have if we hadn't been through the squeeze. So that's the normal Christian life. And as we do that, the glory of the Lord covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. You know, going for heart healing of childhood wounds is, is hard. hard. It's actually really hard and it takes courage and it takes us being brave to do that. So firstly, if we actually start the beginning of the journey and keep going, once we get through the first initial bit, it's all good from there because God is way into the business of getting everything that he paid for. And so it feels scary and it feels daunting, but actually if you just walk forward, and you have people around you in your community that hold your hand, that love you, that pray for you, that encourage you well, that champion you, then it's going to be the best ride because you're going to experience healing and you're going to have things that you've learnt to live with broken. So it's really important that we deal with our childhood stuff as well, our wounds, the things that, you know, there are some things that we've agreed with and there are some things that have just happened. But either way, God fully paid for our freedom in those things and our healing in those things. Praying for revival, its not really an overnight thing because I've been praying for revival for ages but I don't give up because if I give up, then what am I hoping for? And what are we going for? And I believe that God can save our city in a day. I believe that God can save our nation in a day. I also believe that he calls us to partner with him. And so doing that can feel like a squeeze. It can feel like it's tiring or it's hard pressed on every side or it's perplexing. But actually, if we stay there and we really run the race well and we put our hand to the plough in his strength and in his goodness, we, I believe, are going to see revival. I believe that we're going to see it. There's so many words about it. And whether I see the complete fullness of it or outbreaks of it, I just want more. So I'm not going to give up. And we need to not give up. We need to encourage each other. You know, doing new things, stepping out in ministry and doing new things, it can feel scary. It can feel like a squeeze. And I feel like this year, some of us are just going to step out and do some new things that we haven't done yet. Whether it's simply praying for someone or whether it's simply... Um, or doing something more radical than that. You know, for some people, actually praying for someone is a radical step. So if someone does that, we need to champion them on and we need to encourage them because if it's a big step for them, then it's a big step. But once you get to see the glory of God actually function through your life and you get to see His power work through you, you come alive and it is worth it. And it is worth feeling perplexed or hard pressed or whatever it is, it's worth it because the result is glorious. There's gonna be a feeling of individual and corporate squeeze, and I, um, I don't actually feel like that's a negative thing to declare out. I actually feel like it's a really positive thing, because it means we're going somewhere. It means that we're moving forward. And the wonderful thing about this is you can't just sit and do nothing when you're in the middle of a squeeze. You have to do something. Something has to give because that's happening. And so it tests our anchors. And I want to say, you know, if you don't really know where your anchors lie deeply, then now is the time to go, God, I want to take my anchors in you deeper than ever. What are our anchors? Where is the goodness of God placed in your heart as an anchor? Where is the kindness of God placed in your heart as an anchor? Where is he will never let you down placed in your heart as an anchor? These are the things that are going to push us into a better place. So it is a good thing. Can you just say squeeze one more time? There you go. I think you remember that now. You going to remember it? Excellent. Okay. Number three, purposing in your heart. I actually posted something on our Facebook page ages ago about this. But I I felt really strongly that God was saying, What you purpose in your heart matters. And then I was thinking about Daniel and how Daniel was taken from Judah um, by King Nebuchadnezzar to Babylon to be trained up to be one of the um, king's officials and so as part of that he was told he had to eat the king's meat and the king's and drink the king's wine and because he was honoring God and and he would have had a lot of the law that he was connecting with God through at that time it actually says in Daniel 1 chapter 8 you should read all of Daniel by the way just just read the whole thing it's just really good But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince that he might not defile himself. So basically the um, king's official just finds favour with Daniel and and says to him, okay, and, and Daniel says, look, just give me vegetables and water and you watch. I will be just as strong as the men that eat the meat and drink the wine. And the official's a bit nervous, but he does this. And that's why we t- when people talk about a Daniel fast, that's where that comes from. And um, so what, what happens is as a result of him honoring God and purposing in his heart that I will not do this because I know this is what I'm called to do and this is what is right in my heart with God. He ends up being stronger and healthier than all the men who have eaten the meat and drunk the wine. And it ends up being a testimony of the power of God in his life. As a result of those things, he finds favour in the king's court with King Nebuchadnezzar. And as a result, you read Daniel in the lion's den and all of those things. Him purposing in his heart that simple thing led to so many different results to the point where King Nebuchadnezzar said that his whole nation had to worship Daniel's God because he had seen so much that God had done for Daniel. And I just simply want to say, you know, what what we purpose in our heart matters. How you partner with God and his promises, how you partner with what he's saying to you how you partner with His Word and how you partner with the prophetic words over your life. It really matters because God will move with you. He will rarely move without you. Sometimes He will, but He will rarely move without you because He so loves His heart connection with you that He would much rather move forward with you than without you. So, what you purpose in your heart matters. And purposing in your heart is very different to just being busy. And we're all really good at being busy. I'm great at being busy. But I want to stop and I want to go, what am I purposing in my heart for this year? So I want to ask you, what are you purposing in your heart for this year? Because what you decide in your heart will matter and is going to affect your year. How will you respond when those moments of squeeze come? How will we move in that? Okay. We did it. We got through three messages in one. You know, nothing takes God by surprise, which is really cool. I I actually love surprises, so... But, you know, he loves other things, but nothing takes him by surprise. And rather than us wait for a season in our life where everything is sorted and all the hard bits are over so that we can wait to feel like he's actually with us, I believe it's who he wants to be to us that will bring us through it. Because for every situation in your life, there is a set of promises and there is a set of provisions that He has already for you to access fully and we need to access those as we just soak in Him, as we rest in Him, as we enjoy time with Him. We need to find out what those promises are, we need to find out what those provisions are because although our situations we pray for breakthrough and those sorts of things it's who he also wants to be to you in the situation that really is one of the most amazing things about walking with God you know I wasn't gonna bring this up but I am now because I've just thought of it Um, and it's actually a really big deal and most of you know this anyway but you know before being married to my wonderful husband Tim I was married to Phil and so I was married when I was 21, and when I was 22, he died suddenly. And that's not a thing that you just brush over. That was a really big deal. Um, do I wish... Do, am I so glad that happened? No, I'm not. But who God was to me in the middle of that, I it is precious to me, the journey that we went through. And so escaping that hard season in my life I couldn't escape it it was happening it was right there but who he was to me no matter what happens in my life now because that's a pretty high yardstick of things to happen that are not great Um, so no matter what happens in my life now I just jump into the well of the depth of, that I found with God because there were times when I just felt so bad. I was desperate for someone to be with me in the pain. I was just desperate. It was just too hard, but nobody could. Nobody could actually be there with me that except God. And so I just, it, it was like, it wasn't good, but it was amazing because of who he was to me in that time. And so no matter what we go through, we don't wait till everything's sorted and we don't wait till everything's better. What we do is we jump in and we go, God, this is the journey of life and I want your heart journey for me and I'm going to go for the depths and whatever happens will happen i will press in for heaven on earth i will press in for your goodness in my life and i will i'm not saying we accept healing and we accept the bad stuff by the way just in case that happened to in any way cross cross the back thoughts of your mind i'm not saying that what i am saying is no matter what happens it is who he will be to you that is your anchor and that will take you through a squeeze and out the other side into a wide open space So his promises are huge and I'm sure you've all got your favourites. And I just wanted to, I'm actually just going to end with just a couple of verses that I love because I know this, that no matter where we go as a family this year, I know a couple of things. God is with me. I know that we're going to do this together. And I'm just going to throw in a third. I know that we should have fun doing it right? So say we try something and it's not perfect. Well, we're still together. Let's laugh about that and go, okay, let's not do that again. And let's try this because God is good and he doesn't require perfection. He just requires our hearts. So let's do it together. Let's have fun doing it. And I really believe that we need to get really good as a community about the heart journey. Like it needs to not be a big deal when someone's going through something. We need to just go, what, that's coming up? That's awesome. I'm Not that it's awesome that you're in pain, but that's awesome because God is showing you something, which means He has promises all over it, which means He has deliverance all over it, and which means He has healing all over it. So I am going to champion you, and I'm going to cheer you on to the finish line of seeing your full healing and the full unveiled glory of that situation. So I really believe this is His invitation to all of us, is that we are going to lift the way that we champion each other, the way that we support, support each other the way that we do vulnerability with each other and the way that we do the heart journey together because if we want to go far we need to go deep and then we will go far if we just want a program then let's just do a program and we'll just lock it in for two hours a week and then we'll be done but if we want to do something that really makes a difference then let's do this let's go deep let's make a difference and let's do it together because I don't like doing it alone I like my family around Hallelujah. and God is amazing and he has great things to say so what I want to do is firstly I want to say if you feel like you're a in a squeeze right now then I actually want to call you down just as like a step of faith to step forward and we want to pray for you and we just want to Um, bless you in that because we want to say that we're going to stand with you, whatever that is happening. If you are basically connecting with any part of this where you're like, I need to go for that more, then I actually want to invite you to step forward as well because we need to pray for each other. We need to really make a stand right now about what we're going to purpose in our heart for the year. So yes, let's do some music. Music is good. Stepping forward is good. If you know that there's stuff that you've kind of learnt to live with, then you know what? A, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. We've all done it and we all do it. But B, let's just go, you no, know, I'm going to purpose in my heart this year. I actually want to press forward in that and I want to see something change. So if you know that there's stuff that you've learnt to live with that you actually don't want to live with anymore, then I want you to step forward as well. So let's all stand up so people don't feel too awkward if they've come down the front. If you know that you need prayer and you don't even know what it's about, just come down the front. Let's do this. Let's pray for each other. But I really want to declare the year of unveiled glory is our inheritance this year and every year to follow. But we're on this year right now. So we go for this year. So I just want to declare in Jesus' name, I just want to declare over everyone the year of unveiled glory, the year of inheritance, the year of the fullness of what Jesus has already paid for. Yeah, I want to declare your peace and your anchors would go deep over everyone that's feeling a squeeze. And God, I want to just declare over everybody that you would make it clear that you would speak to them about what they can purpose in their hearts for this year and how they can move forward with you and make this year matter because it matters to you.